God of wisdom. By your spirit, may your word be proclaimed so that we may know good news in our hearts and minds and bear witness to the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ in word and in deed. Now quiet in us any voice but yours so that we may hear your word for us today. Amen. Well, for the five Sundays of September, the lectionary suggests five readings <coughs> from the five-chapter book of James. So we will focus on the book of James this month. This is a book that was not accepted by the Western Church as part of the New Testament canon until the fourth century A.D. And later on, Martin Luther Martin Luther had doubts about whether it even belonged in the Bible. Luther's main concern was that he thought the ideas in James conflicted with what the Apostle Paul talked about in terms of justification by faith, salvation by grace, and not by works. Because we can't earn it. None of us is that good. Well, if you read all of this short book and you will find you'll find nothing about the death and resurrection of Jesus, according to scholar Marcus Borg, but Borg also says that James echoes more sayings of Jesus than any document in the New Testament other than the Gospels themselves. The New Testament includes four Gospels, Revelation, and 21 epistles or letters. Traditionally, this epistle was thought to have been written by James, the brother of Jesus, who was a leader of the church in Jerusalem, but we really don't know for sure. Also, it's kind of just a letter in literary form. It doesn't have uh, some of the qualities most letters did that were written to a particular place. Uh, well, it didn't have the usual kind of closing, and for that matter, the opening greeting is to the 12 tribes and the dispersion. Well, the 12 tribes had ceased to exist oh, way back in, when Assyria invaded the kingdom of Israel in 721 B.C. Scholars think that James was writing this letter to Christians as the spiritual inheritance of Israel. Well, listen now for the word of God in the first chapter of James, starting at the 17th verse. Every generous act of giving with every perfect gift is from above coming down from the father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change in fulfillment of his own purpose he gave us birth by the word of truth so that we would become a kind of first fruits of his creatures you must understand this my beloved let everyone be quick to listen slow to speak slow to anger, for your anger does not produce God's righteousness. Therefore, rid yourselves of all sordidness and rank growth of wickedness and welcome with meekness the implanted word that has the power to save your souls. But be doers of the word and not merely hearers who deceive themselves. For if any are hearers of the word and not doers, they are like those who look at themselves in a mirror, for they look at themselves and on going away immediately forget what they were like. But 
those who look into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and persevere, being not hearers who forget, but doers who act, they will be blessed in their doing. If any think they are religious and do not bridle their tongues but deceive their hearts, their religion is worthless. Religion that is pure and undefiled before God the Father is this, to care for orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself unstained by the world. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Oh, Lord, may my words and may our thoughts be acceptable in your sight, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. How is your wisdom supply? You have a set of sayings, rules, guidelines engraved on your heart, indelibly written in your mind, are you, or are, are you fresh out of wisdom? James says, if any of you is lacking for wisdom, ask God who gives to all generously and ungrudgingly. It'll be given to you. The book of James is a practical book, something of a how-to book that teaches a lot about how to live as a disciple of Jesus Christ. It's a New Testament wisdom book. In fact, this letter is less like other early Christian writings and more like Jewish wisdom literature, such as say, the book of Proverbs. Well, if you read through Proverbs and read through James, you'll see that these wisdom books address a wide range of topics. And they generally can't be reduced to some simple outline or, or a three or four point sermon. Nonetheless, let's consider three highlights of these 11 verses we read from the first chapter of James. Giving, anger, and mirrors. First giving. Every generous act of giving is a perfect gift from above. Well, before we collect the offering, you often hear me say that every good gift comes from God. Well, because it does. But James also says that every generous act of giving is from above, from God, whom James described as the Father of lights, with whom with whom there's no variation or shadow due to change. Well, what's this business of father of lights? In the first chapter of Genesis, we read, God made the two great lights, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night, and the stars. And the 136th Psalm refers to God who, who made the great lights. James calls God the father of lights because God made the moon and the sun and all the other stars. God made the light. Now some of what James says about God having no variation or shadow due to change, that may sound a little unusual in a way. But remember in that great hymn that Betty played earlier and we'll sing in a little while, Great is thy faithfulness, we sing. There is no shadow of turning with thee, thou changest not thy compassions, they fail not. That business of being able to count on God, that's what James is talking about. Well, the second focus would be anger. That 19th verse says, you understand, my beloved? Let everyone be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to anger. 
because your anger does not produce God's righteousness. The problem, of course, is that most of us get that kind of backwards. We do it the wrong way around. We're quick to speak, slow to listen, and too, anger, too often anger comes in hard and fast. Bam! One way, one way to quicken our listening, which is a tricky thing to do, right? How do you quicken it? One way is to, is to reflect back to the person talking to you sort of a summary of what they said. In my psychology graduate training years ago, I, I once took a group therapy course that met in the conference room of the forensic unit of Dorothea Dix Hospital. I have to tell you, it was the only class I ever recall taking that was surrounded outside with that sharp and shiny razor wire. <laughs> One day, I was riding back over to NC State with a classmate and it just happened that he was all bothered about one of the other folks in that class. Well, my driving, my driver, my rider I was riding with, he ranted, he raved, he cussed, he fussed. I listened, not quite knowing what to make of a clinical psychologist who was so worked up about another psychologist. How could he let somebody get on his skin that much? and work in this profession, you know. Well, driving up Hillsborough Street, over there where the velvet cloak used to be, he took a breath and he looked at me for a response and I said, you're really angry at this guy. And he said, exactly, that's it. He gets to me, I can't stand him, that's it. Well, you see, he was so frustrated and angry, but somehow just recognizing, acknowledging, labeling his feeling calmed him down. Well, I just said it because I didn't know what else to say. <laughs> <laughs> it's not magic. It's not a trick. The simple fact is people really want to be heard. So be quick to listen. Quick to listen. Slow to speak. And then slow Get some friction on that anger because your anger does not produce God's righteousness. Well, the third focus, mirrors. That verse 22 is one of the most famous verses in the book of James. Be doers of the word and not merely hearers who deceive themselves. But wait, there's more. For if they are hearers of the word and not doers, they are like, they're like those who look at themselves in a mirror for they look at themselves and on going away immediately forget what they were like. That's why people take selfies, you know. <laughs> so they remember what they look like. Well, have you ever looked in a mirror and then forgotten the marvelous image you saw? <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> but we do forget who we are. We forget whose we are. A while back, I told you the story of a Dutch missionary named Hendrik Kramer. When World War II broke out, he was in his native Holland, serving a church. At that point, Holland was ruled by the Gestapo, and they were forcing Jews into concentration camps like Buchenwald and Dachau. A group of the church members came to this missionary, Kramer, and asked him, they begged him to tell him... <coughs> What should we do? 
And he said, I am not going to tell you what to do. But I will tell you who you are. And if you know who you are, then you will know what to do. Then he read from the second chapter of 1 Peter. You are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's own people. In order that you may proclaim the mighty acts of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. In my understanding, that was the beginning of the Dutch resistance to the Nazis. When we are faced with difficult decisions, when we are tempted to do what we know is wrong, when we really don't want to do what we know is right, when we look around and see injustice, unfairness, evil, it is crucial to remember who we are and whose we are so that we may be doers of the word and not merely hearers who deceive themselves. Now, because we will focus on James all of September, let me tell you a couple of fun facts about this book and, and issue a challenge. The first fact is that half the hundred verses in James are in that imperative voice. That is, he tells us, urges us what to do and what not to do. The second kind of unusual fact is that Jesus is only mentioned twice in this five-chapter book. And the challenge, well, originally I thought I'd say, read through the short book and find the two times where Jesus is mentioned by James. But that would be way too easy because it's the very first verse and rarely on in the second chapter too. So instead, I'll change on you to do something else. Read through this book of James along the way and find a verse, find a saying that speaks to your heart speaks to your need, write it down. Or if your handwriting's like mine, type it up and print it out. <laughs> Memorize it. Put it in your pocket. Or with your cell phone, post it where you'll see it. In some fashion, find a way to call it to mind as you go about your daily life. I believe you'll find it a blessing straight out of wisdom. Thanks be to God. Go out into the world proclaiming Christ in every corner, admonishing and teaching with all wisdom so that everyone can comprehend fully the presence and witness of Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit. Receive the blessing of God whose mercy knows no end. Receive the blessing of Christ who is patient and eager to give us words of life. Receive the blessing of the Holy Spirit who moves us and gives us power to do God's will. Receive the blessing of the triune God and share this blessing with everyone else.